Negativity. It seems like it's everywhere in our culture today on social media in Washington, D.C., and in Hollywood. But as we complete the fall harvest and Thanksgiving seasons and now move into Christmas time, it seems many of us forget God's blessings, not only in our lives, but also for our nation. Author, historian, and radio host Michael Medved is with us now to discuss his latest book, God's Hand on America, Divine Providence in the Modern Era. Michael, it's always good to have you here you, and, and to see you again. Uh, before we get into talking about your book, uh, your medheads and people that you talk to on the radio and elsewhere, podcasts, what are they telling you about their concerns about the culture today? Well, I think there are lots of concerns. I mean, one of we were just speaking about off the air is there has been a rise of anti-Semitism in America today. I think that the, the overwhelming concern that I understand is the need for what Isaiah talks about, which is come let us reason together. Americans aren't reasoning together. We're shouting at each other. And I think that people literally pray for a more constructive discourse. It's gotten to the point where people of Judeo-Christian faith seem to be having less of an influence on the society. Do you, do you see that? Yes. And why is unfortunately. that, Michael? Well, partially because the younger generation seems to be so disillusioned. And I think that, that part of what they are reacting to is uh, the politicization of religion. In other words, and it's on the left as well as the right. It's on all sides. And I, I think that, that what we need more than before is not a religion that is fused by politics, but a politics that might be uh, fired by religion. And part of the religious uh, imperative for people who are Jews and people who are Christians is decent behavior, communication, respect for other people, and uh, a, a more constructive attitude, which was, by the way, typical of all of our great leaders. Our great leaders did not become great leaders through anger. They, they be, became great leaders through preaching basically hope and optimism. And leading. And leading. Yes. And, you know, I, I think about President Reagan, and it's one of the things that I mentioned in my book, is uh, he displayed such exemplary optimism yes. and confidence when he was shot. Shot in the chest, bullet came within a quarter of an inch of his heart. And humor, too. And, and humor. And by the way, and six weeks later, another great human being, Pope John Paul II, also had that wound that should have killed him. And both men took the lesson that, that their lives had been given back to them by God for the purpose of defeating the evil of communism and advancing the cause of world peace. Well, that, that is the theme of your book. I mean, I read this, God's Hand on America. Thank you. It, it, it's amazing because uh, from a historical perspective, you go through some events in American history to some of our leaders uh, that have really changed, changed the country if it had not been for God's hand. Now, one in particular that I think of uh, has to do with FDR and Winston Churchill right. and how they had some close calls. Now, with FDR, he ended up with polio, and that could be seen by some people as a negative. But you turn it around and say, no, that was a positive thing. God's hand was on him. And Tell he us about that. that. Well, yeah. partially because he had a reputation of being sort of a lightweight, a playboy. One of the quotes about him, 
Justice of the Supreme Court Oliver Wendell Holmes allegedly said that, uh, well, Roosevelt is a second-rate intellect, uh, but a first-rate temperament. And but the whole idea that he was a second-rate intellect, this changed. Um, the 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 young man who was something of a playboy understood that life had been given back to him. And one of the things people forget about Franklin Roosevelt is that in 1933, literally two weeks before he was due to take the oath of office, bullets were fired at him, five of them, from 30 feet away, not yards, 30 feet away. He should have died. And it was a miraculous deliverance. I go into the details from this crazy guy who had been tracking him. And, uh, and if he had not been spared, John Nance Garner, who was an isolationist, who would not have played the same role in helping Britain survive Nazism, uh, would have been president. And in fact, do you remember that TV series that had Man in the High Tower? Yes, the yeah. High Castle, yes. Right, yes. yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, very good the series. The book, which that is based on, uh, starts from the premise that Roosevelt wasn't spared from those bullets, which, by the way, came within months of Winston Churchill being run down by an automobile speeding along Fifth Avenue at 35 miles an hour. He was crossing the street, and this is in Christmas season of 1931, and he was run down. The, the wheels of the car stopped inches from his head. That's amazing. He was hospitalized for 10 days. Think of the turn of events if he Correct. had been killed there. If he and Roosevelt yes. had been killed yeah. within four, then the whole world, the question is, let's see, do we have Stalin dominating us or Hitler dominating our And then future? you move into, you talk about Martin Luther King and how he had close calls as a boy. And I, I think uh, one quote about that was one person said, uh, one of his followers in 1956 said, the Lord had his hand on Martin. He was saving him for us that no harm could come to him. Correct. And by the way, a year after she said that, he had a knife in his heart, which is something nobody knows about. There's a very serious assassination attempt in Harlem. He was speaking in Harlem. A black woman who was insane uh, came up and plunged this little miniature samurai sword into his heart. And he, they couldn't remove it because it would have killed him. And he, he always associated that with what he called his kitchen table conversion which he wrote about a lot, which was where he actually heard the voice of God commanding him. And, and his whole life was prophetic. Uh, the night before he died, he gave this most remarkable prophetic speech. They may not get there with you. Well, the book is God's Hand on America, a wonderful book. Thank you. I, I would recommend it to anyone. Thank you. The cover of the book is a painting by Thomas Moran, which was the leading exhibit at the Philadelphia Centennial in 1876, which again renewed people's faith after the Civil War, that we've had this horrible carnage, but, but God is still looking out for the United States of America. And he put his seal on this 14,000-foot-high mountain, the Mount of the Holy Cross, which then was made into a national monument. Now, what happened to the Mount of the Holy Cross? <laughs> there was an avalanche that removed the, 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 the signs of the cross, and a lot of people felt at the time that that was a sign from God that his blessing had been removed. I believe the blessing continues to this day if we merit it. It sure does, and we're very thankful for that, thankful for you. Thanks for being with us. Thank Michael. you so much, Gary. You. Thank you. God Great to see you.